Hey everybody, welcome back to Hunting Ain't Easy. This is Mike Costello, and uh, man, late season bear hunting is not easy. Um, been out uh, a few times. Um, I guess I could say I'm, I'm half distracted by the opportunity to do some late season uh, trail cam checks and uh, mixing that up with having a bear tag in pocket um, and saying I'm bear hunting. But uh, right now, bear hunting is about all we've got here in California. We've got another month or so recording this on November 28th. We've got till December 26th. And uh, I can tell you what, if you've got a bear tag in pocket, um, you will not kill a bear. You will not find a bear. You will not see a bear. You won't even see bear poop in the woods if you're sitting on your couch. So carve out some time to get out in the woods and, um, and do your part. Um, you won't regret taking a late season bear. They're going to be covered in fat, which you can render down into an amazing grease, amazing oil to use in the house. Um, their fur is going to be thick and luxurious and they're going to have some delicious meat on them as well. So definitely, uh, encourage you to get out there. Um, uh, I think I'm, I might have just due to life schedules that we all have to balance. I might have one or two more days where I could say I'm out hunting bear. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure, not sure how that's going to play out. Finding them is just hard in, in the late season. So. Anyways, I hope you all had a great hunting season. Um, here it is, late November. We're on the, the, the cusp of December. And for most of us, um, you know, hunting season's passed. It's, it's just about wrapped up, except for that bear tag. So California, we can hunt from July. We can hunt deer in almost all of our zones, you know, from July through October. There's a few zones that go on into uh, November. And of course, there's some very uh, highly coveted draw opportunities that, that go into December. But for most of us, um, the 2021 deer season is in the rearview mirror. And uh, I have to say that that <laughs> while the Hunting AEZ podcast got a great run, great start, some nice momentum, uh, I think I kicked off in about June and, um, you know, May or June on through about August and we had a great run. Um, I, life got busy, you know, between, you know, going from talking about hunting and hunting issues to actually going out there and doing it, it takes up a whole nother time commitment. And I got some great hunts in, um, had some interruptions due to the fires, of course, as we all did. Uh, but, but I've been on a little bit of a hiatus with the, with the podcast since, uh, I'll say September. I've got a couple episodes peppered in there since then, but, uh, looking forward to getting back on the, the weekly episode plan. Um, there's so much to talk about, you know, and when we think about like, what, what are the issues that get us all fired up throughout the year? How do we talk about those issues before they become problems? You know, fire season, you know, six months from now, fire season is going to be on our doorstep. And what will we have done before between now and then to either plan for it or help our public policy makers plan for it better? Um, 
you know, tag returns are an issue that I'm going to cover in this in this discussion today. You know, that's something that's that comes up during the heat of the moment when there's public land closures and we're mad about all that going on. So those are issues that we have to solve between now and the next season. You know, so the off season is is all about scouting, planning. And from my perspective, it's it's where we can really engage public policy issues and um, and get our voice out there and and make make efforts that that don't just impact next year, but impact, you know, heck, the next generation or impact us, you know, years, years forward from now. So this particular episode, uh, I'm going to just do a little bit of a deep dive. Um, it'll be a short episode, I think, but do a deep dive on the October California Fish and Game Commission meeting. Um, we had done a little prep session about this meeting in September, knowing that it was coming up a couple weeks later. And um, this particular meeting, one of the discussion points, I believe it was agenda item number 15, focused on the introduction of, uh, it's not legislation, but basically a, a regulation change that will enable CDFW to issue uh, or reinstate preference points for elk, sheep, pronghorn, and possibly deer, uh, award a new preference point for the same, and possibly even refund tag payments, tag fees for elk, sheep, sheep and proghorn. Um, when there's been a public land closure in the unit that you've got that tag for that significantly impacts your ability to hunt. And so we all know, and if you don't know, you need to know, we all know that when you buy a tag or a license or a duck stamp, when you buy any kind of, you know, uh, opportunity to hunt in the state of California, that there's no guarantee. It is it is plainly stated in the regulations that there is no guarantee that you will harvest. There's no guarantee that you'll even have a place to go to hunt, uh, public or private land. And so it's, it's, it's very much in black and white uh, in the regulations that the CDFW is not in the business of selling access to hunting um that's on us to figure out and so if we don't like the access we don't buy the tag if we don't like the uh history of closures within a specific area due to whatever issues that might come up that would cause that then we don't buy the tag so that is obviously the baseline that everybody's working from. But the reality that we all know that exists as well is that we do buy these tags. We do put in for the draw on the basis that there's a certain amount of public land available or 
privately accessible land, such as uh, Sierra Pacific Industries, you know, some of the different forestry, uh, forest management companies out there, timberland companies that do historically allow access onto their properties. Um, so we buy these SAGs and we throw in for the draw on special opportunities such as sheep or uh, antelope or uh, elk, premium deer tags. And we do it on the basis that there's going to be an opportunity. There's going to be a public land opportunities, possibly even private opportunities to hunt. Um, but in the last few years, more and more as wildfire management issues are another hot topic, literally, um, we're seeing more and more public land that gets closed and private land that gets closed to access during prime hunting season. And so, and, and not just because there's a fire in that particular area. I mean, heck, two years in a row now. Tahoe National Forest, uh, one of the areas I go to quite a bit, has been shut down, not because there's a fire in that forest, um, but because of the threat of fire. And so talk about frustrating. Um, that's just one example, but there's 18 different forests in our region, California National Forests. And there's been times both in 2020 and in 2021, where the Region 5 uh, forester that oversees the entire state and those 18 forests proclaimed that they were not to be accessed, that they couldn't be used for um, any public access, you know, whether it's recreation or hiking or fishing or, or, or hunting. And we've, we've seen this happen two years in a row now. And, and I think that alone deserves a significant conversation, but obviously it impacts our, our ability to hunt. So the good news is uh, that the Department of Fish and Wildlife and the Fish and Game Commission acknowledge that while, you know, by law, they have no obligation to offer refunds. They have no obligation to do anything for us. They see the tension, they see the frustration, they see the negative impacts that these public land closures are having. And so while CDFW has almost no ability to really sway influence over at national forests, um, they do have the ability to do th some things with in terms of tags. And so I wanted to talk about this. Um, item 15, agenda item 15, uh, the uh, October California Department of Fish and Game Commission meeting. Um, and you can find the recording for this meeting online. It's eight hours. <laughs> I don't expect anybody to want to watch the whole thing. But just Google California Fish and Game Commission meetings, and it'll bring you to the, to the, to the page. But uh, it's basically fgc.ca.gov slash meetings slash 2021. And that'll bring you to the calendar. And you can go there and you can see the link for the video. Jump into that video. You can watch it um, at your leisure uh, if you want to jump forward. It's not, it's not marked like the, 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 uh, the time bar, you know, across the bottom that shows you how far you all are along into it. It's not, 
it's not tabbed in a way that you can just quickly click to item number 15. So you have to jump around a little bit. But it's basically at about four hours in, um, item number 15 comes up, and that is where the CDFW is presenting to the Fish and Game Commission the basis for uh, a, a new proposal, which is to reinstate preference points for elk, sheep, and pronghorn and deer, uh, award a, a new point for elk, sheep, and pronghorn and deer, and then also refund fees, potentially, tag fees, license, tag fees, not license, but tag fees for elk, sheep, and pronghorn, but not deer. Um, and this is going to be based on uh, the proposal is that they will base it on if 66% of the public land within the zone is closed during the season um, for that tag, that they will enable a reinstatement, new point, and potentially a refund as well for that tag. Uh, I think there's some details that have yet to be worked out about the timing you know, do you have to submit this um, by November, by February? You know, at what point following that season do you have to submit this to request the uh, the reinstatement and the point and the refund? I'm not sure how I feel about it. I love the fact that CDFW and Fish and Game are being responsive to the situation. I think it speaks well to their partnership with the hunting community that they're acknowledging the situation here and uh, they're they're trying to find some way to uh, you know minimize damage that's caused by you know situations beyond their control. Um, you know, I think there's a possibility that some people will game the system. You could technically end up hunting you know, if, if you planned on hunting private land in this particular unit and on the, for this tag, and there's a public land closure and you hunted your, your, your butt off, you hunted more than you, you had ever planned on or dreamed of, and you hunted private that wasn't closed, and uh, you just came up with a goose egg. If the public land closures are significant enough, you could turn around and, and return that tag. And so I think, um, you know, there is room for some manipulation of this, which I think is unfortunate. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. You know, it's hard to find a perfect system. Um, at the same time, you know, 66% of public land is closed for a season. Uh, you know, is that is that 66% of the acreage is closed for one day or is it closed for, you know, two thirds of the land is closed for at least two thirds of the season? Well, that's 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 a pretty high bar. Um, and because when you think about it, like, you know, if you look at the, you know, D3 to D5 this year, we had the Caldor fire, um, which obviously closed a tremendous part of D3 through five. Um, but by the time we got into general season, I have to look at the dates and everything, but my sense of it is that by the time we got into the general season, 
day use of Tahoe National Forest, which is a tremendous area in D3 to 5, day use was allowable. And so I don't know if that, I don't know if, I don't know if 66% of the public land in D3 through 5 was considered closed. Um, a lot was. And I, I know I personally felt the impacts. I had a, tra I had a tree stand up that I was really looking forward to using. Uh, I was totally looking forward to doing some bear hunting in what I thought had become my honey hole for bear um, because they cruise this area so much in, in August and September. But I didn't get in into that area of um, Tahoe National because of access issues that were fire related until after deer season. I think it was like the week or two after deer season. I was just back there trying to trying to see if I could uh, a bear would cruise through. But technically, even though there was access restrictions, it wasn't closed. So I do think that when we get down to it. Two thirds of public land closure for the season. Um, I'm assuming it's two thirds of of the entire season as well. That's going to be a pretty high bar. And if that does in fact happen, then there will be a lot of people that were truly displaced in terms of their hunting access. And um, of course, for D three through five, there's no points involved either, so that wouldn't even qualify at that point. But you know, you get my point in that. It's a pretty high bar for two thirds of the land to be closed for the season, and um, and when that happens, most most hunters have been negatively impacted. And uh, when you get into the elk and bighorn sheep and pronghorn, where you're talking about people that have waited literally, you know, ten to twenty, twenty five years to get that tag, um, it's fair that that something's being done. So kudos to fishing game commission, um, for, for getting on this and, and, and making a, an effort in this regard. And I want to encourage you, um, to pay attention to the fishing game commission and the publication of this, of the notice. I believe that the actual, um, rulemaking document that will be looked at will be released in the next probably four to six weeks um and it will then be put in front of the commission i believe in february uh let's see look at the looking at next year's calendar <clears throat> yeah so there's a wildlife resources committee meeting uh, again, which will be on Zoom teleconference on January 13th. So put that in your calendar, January 13th, Wildlife Resources Committee meeting. And that's where all the, a lot of the mammal um, hunting regulations uh, start. And so that will be a, a good meeting to pay attention to. And then February, there will be February 16th and 17th, there will be a Fish and Game Commission meeting um, that is also available uh through zoom hopefully it says it's in sacramento it doesn't say teleconference that's that's concerning hopefully they keep these things available via teleconference so that everybody has access to them it's very important i think um so that will be the february meeting will be when this is actually completely decided on and and the, the rules are put in place um, they'll be looking at both retroactive rulemaking that has to do with the 2021 year but they'll also be looking at putting regulations in place that that 
uh, persist indefinitely for us so that if these closures continue to be an issue, we will know what, what the what the uh, what the rules are basically for us to um, you know we'll know what the risk is that we're taking uh, when we when we get a tag and we'll know what the rules are going to be in terms of returning tags for refunds for points uh, to get a new preference point and possibly for a refund. Um, I want to call out that um, when this was discussed at the meeting in October. Um, they had we had 100 percent support so it was unanimous unanimously supported with a yes vote from the commissioners present which is great so that's broad support from the commission um, i want to mention that commissioner zavaleta uh, commented that the commission had received a number of emails from hunters identifying that you know, the points that it takes to get some of these tags are the most valuable uh, component or the most valuable resource that we have. And that being able to get our preference points back, being able to get a, a new preference point when we turn that tag in um, is a, is the highest priority. And that a number of hunters had, had commented that, that uh, refunds, you know, the financial reimbursement was not the priority. So I think that was um, I think that was meaningful because that means that your emails and your outreach that's happening before these meetings is being read. It's being read and it's being heard. And it's being discussed and acknowledged. And so even when you can't attend a meeting, um, emailing the Fish and Game Commission on these topics is is important because that's exactly what Commissioner Zavaleta was responding to. She wasn't responding to the comments during the meeting itself. She was responding to the email outreach that they had. So keep that up. Um, you know, attending these meetings is not the easiest thing, but sitting down and, and paying attention to what's on the agenda and getting your comments to the commissioners ahead of time is, is very valuable and very helpful. Um, I want to also want to give a shout out and a thank you to uh, Dan Ryan, um, Dan's a Dan's a regular guy, as he says. He's a hunter. Uh, he works, I believe, he works for BLM. So he is he is uh, he knows the land management and and some of the habitat management issues that are out there. But basically, he's a hunter that's paying attention and he's involved in the process. And so, thank you to Dan for for stepping up and speaking on behalf of hunters during the Fish and Game Commission. Um, you know, it's it's mid October. And we are all busy with our lives and our work and our families, and it's hunting season. And so to, uh, to take a Thursday, uh, a full Thursday to, to sit in and pay attention to these um, is, is a special commitment. And uh, I got to say, I didn't attend because I was in the midst of some work stuff that, that had me distracted. And so um, just shout out to Dan. So thank you for, for, for making that commitment and being there to speak on behalf of hunters. Um, congrats to your dad on his, uh, his elk harvest this year. It's awesome. Um, also want to thank Devin OD. And Devin, I've, I've pronounced your name the wrong way like 17 times in the last several months. So I apologize. But Devin, um, with California Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, uh, BHA. 
So Devin spoke on behalf of BHA, but also I, I believe on behalf of us as hunters in the hunting community and, and thank the commission and, and voice support for this new rulemaking uh, that supports, um, you know, the, the tag returns when there's public land closures due to fires or, or any other uh, unplanned incident. And so, you know, BHA is doing work locally in California on our behalf. And um, I want you to, I want you to definitely consider getting behind BHA in California. Um, at the national level, I think many of us may have some disagreements with some of their, some of their uh, initiatives, um, but locally within our state, BHA has proved to be an advocate and a resource and a supporter for for hunting access and for hunters. And so, I want to thank Devin for getting up and speaking uh, on behalf of BHA at the commission meeting in October. And then finally, Bill Gaines. Uh, who does lobbying on behalf of all of us, but officially he was speaking for California Deer, uh, Wild Sheep Foundation and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Um, he was speaking there for those three organizations, but also again, on behalf of all of us hunters, um, expressing his support for the, just the idea that the commission would look at this, but also their support of the, of the findings and, and the proposal from the CDFW. So um, we did not have a big group of hunters on hand in October. And uh, I am, I'm as, as uh, <laughs> I'm as much to blame as any of us. Um, it just slipped past me and I wasn't in a position to get the word out and wasn't in a position to attend myself. So uh, we'll do better though. We've got January coming up with the wildlife resource committee. We've got the February commission meeting and, uh, and this recap too. So, you know, definitely go to the fish and game commission website, look up the meeting calendar, get some of those dates into your, into your schedule, looking ahead, watch the video, go to about four hour mark, um, and hear the discussion yourself, uh, hear the discussion and the presentation from CDFW. They support us, um, hear the discussion amongst the commissioners they support us and um and some of those others folks in our community that were there to talk on our behalf as well and uh and give those organizations a uh give those organizations some of your support um since they're here to talk on our behalf as well so that's the recap um life you know tag of a lifetime hunt of a lifetime tag opportunities Public land closures are going to happen and CFW and the Fish and Game Commission are looking at finding a way to reinstate points, award a new point if you return your tag in. Again, this is all on the basis of a public land closure greater than 66% during the hunt in question. That you can re you can re get a tag refund for elk, sheep, or antelope, and get your points reinstated for elk, sheep, antelope, and premium deer tags, and get a preference point for that particular year in question. So pretty balanced. Um, they can't work. They can't go backwards in time 
and open up the land, <laughs> open up the access. It's not their land to manage most of the time. And so this is the best they can do. And I think it is a balanced and fair approach. Um, and so I think we as a hunting community need to acknowledge that and reach out to all entities involved and applaud their efforts. Uh, if you have a, a disagreement or an opinion as to how they should modify this, the next, uh, say, six weeks is the time to get that word out to them and let them know what you think and why. And that way they will be making an even more informed decision with uh, your feedback and your input. But um, most importantly, we as a community need to let them know that we are listening and that we are paying attention. And when we support something, not support it silently. So I absolutely encourage you to reach out to the BHA, reach out to California deer, Rocky Mountain elk, wild sheep, reach out to CDFW and reach out to the Fish and Game Commission and applaud their efforts on this. Because when they know that we're paying attention, that we support something, we should let them know. Just like when something is going on that we don't support, we need to let them know. And uh, and that's my that's my soapbox for today. Um, I wanted to get a little recap out to everybody before this was stale news. Um, it is a little dusty at this point, but it's relevant because it hasn't come up before them again. It will be in February, and we've got some time to review it and discuss it. And uh, once that publication is officially out for review, we'll talk about it again. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the podcast plan with all of you. Um, on a weekly basis, if not more, there's so much to talk about. I've had a lot of people reach out in the last, last, you know, three, four months saying, Hey, let's talk about elk. Let's talk about bear some more. Let's talk about deer some more. Um, we've got some hunt recaps that I really want to go into. There's some people out there that, that just had some awesome, awesome seasons hunting. And I really want to get them on the podcast to talk about what they've got going on. Um, I've got one more deer tag in my pocket uh, going to Arizona in December and uh, looking forward to hunting the desert. It's an amazing place. Uh, if you haven't ever hunted the desert for mule deer, I encourage you to do it, whether that's with a California D zone tag, which gives you access to hunt down there um, later in the year than any other D zone tag. Uh, or if you want to go down to Arizona with a bow and pick up a, an archery over the counter tag, there's opportunities there as well. So the desert's a cool place. It is not anything like where I spend most of my time hunting. And it is just opens up my eyes to what looks like flat, barren, uh, vacant land, you know, from 30,000 feet when you fly over it. And you get your feet on the ground there and it is vibrant and very much alive and very much uh, an exciting place to see wildlife and uh, and wilderness in a in a unique setting. So, anyways, I'm excited about that. That's in December, and uh, obviously, I'll bring back a hunt recap for you, as well as hopefully be bringing back some uh, some venison and a nice mule deer rack for the uh, for the wall. So, anyways, hunting ain't easy, as 
has been ex- uh, shown to me numerous times this year, and uh, I'm sure you've seen it as well. But uh, the adventure is what keeps bringing me back. And, um, you know, every day is a day to hunt, whether it's scouting or with a tag in hand hunting. Every day is a day to get out there and learn from the land and get better at finding the wildlife and closing the deal on those uh, those critters. So hope you have a great month of December and we'll be coming back at you with some more uh, interesting conversations in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening.